Hello and welcome to the Hippod. Not only the Hippod, but the best episode of the Hippod there has been or will ever be. My name's Ian Downs and welcome to the wicked edition of the Hippod. Here as my co-presenters from the Bristol Hippodrome are JC and Kyle. Let's go round the room. Kyle, how many times have you seen Wicked? Uh... About four or five times. Four or five times, quite a lot. Okay, JC, how many times have you seen Wicked? I would guess about six times. 32! Wow. <laughs> yeah, far out stripping us. <laughs> I've seen Wicked 32 oh times. Um, <laughs> my 40th birthday, I know I don't look that old. Uh, my 40th birthday. <laughs> pause for applause. You think pause I could have got away with 30 there? <laughs> uh, was spent in the Gershwin Theatre on Broadway uh, watching Wicked. Um, and uh, when it came to Bristol the first time, I have to say quite a lot of the numbers were because the last time it was in Bristol, one of my friends from school was a musical director. Mm-hmm. So he let me go and sit in the pit. Wow. Um, and then there, do you remember there was the separate percussion room? Yeah. So all of the separate percussion rooms. So I sat in there for a bit. And yeah, so um, our guest today, be prepared. Uh, let me introduce you to Laura Pick. She trained at the Mount View Academy uh, of Theatre Arts. She has performed the iconic Defying Gravity on BBC's Big Night of Musicals this year. Born in Wakefield, she made her stage debut in London in July 2013 in The Sound of Music. It's Laura Pick, everybody! Hello, Laura, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm very excited, can you tell? (laughs) Just a little bit giddy. (laughs) (laughs) Vibrating in his seat. (laughs) yeah, I've I've never actually in real life been allowed to speak to any of the cast before. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Have we broken oh, some gosh. legal junction here? Like Oh no. Um it thank you and, and, well. and, and, and welcome. Um so a massive iconic show. Uh tell us a little bit about your wicked journey. How did you end up defying gravity every night? Well, it's quite a long journey, actually, because I started with Wicked back in 2017. From the moment it came on my radar when I was 14 years old, it was the ultimate dream and goal. And if it was all I ever did in my career, then I would be happy. (laughs) Um, So I auditioned for it a few times before I finally got it in 2017 and I got the standby for Elphaba so you're an in in building standby if anything goes wrong during the show you have to step in or you if holiday sickness you are the first port of call to go on for Elphaba so that was a bit of a big deal for me so yeah I did that for a few years before then taking over a few months before Covid so I only got to do a few months before um the dreaded what 18 month window of not being able to do it but then the big celebration of reopening after that um was very special and then I got to do a good few months there and then left and I've been back a few times um to cover and stand by and stuff and then super excited for the tour super excited as are we and especially Downsy (laughs) (laughs) have we spoken about how many tickets I'm allowed yet um, I think we need to after this 100% it's come round so quickly 
when I was offered the job, I was thinking, gosh, I've got like all this time to kill. <laughs> and now <laughs> and here it's, it is. <laughs> it's really soon. Yeah. Elphaba, massive, massive role. And you need to be able to sing fairly well. Um, <laughs> so how old were you when you knew you could really sing? And what sort of like techniques have you used to improve your voice and protect your voice over the last few years? I started singing when I was really little. I think my first public performance when I was when I was two on holiday in Tenerife singing You Are My Sunshine Aww. down the microphone. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, I was very lucky. My parents encouraged it and I had singing lessons. I went to stage coach and um, youth theatre from a very young age and just always having singing lessons, but like because I enjoyed them, not because I had to. Alphabet is a machine, like it is, it's a big (laughs) thing. I remember when I first did my first week, I was covering Alice Fern, and I texted her at the end of the week, and I was like, how do you do it? (laughs) Because I was exhausted, like I'd made it to the end of the week by the skin of my teeth, my voice was like, down here, by the end of it. But I think it's a muscle, and you just build it up, and I'm very good at knowing when I can have that extra glass of wine, and when I shouldn't. What's that like? I wish I (laughs) I mean, I don't normally, believe me, I've had like a year of going, well, I better have this wine now, because come November, I'll be be like, (laughs) not ever drinking. But, um, you know, vocal warm-ups are like the best thing you can do, and, and like steaming every night before bed after the show so that you've got more hydration on your vocal cords all that all that jazz um but also then like it's a it's a real lesson to know when to not do a show Mm. i'm quite big on that is going you know i could do the show tonight but if i do the show tonight will i be able to do the show tomorrow Tomorrow, yeah. yeah and so going okay i'm better to call it now and go just have a rest and then be back for the rest of the week or whatever it's just knowing your voice and knowing Obviously, there's going to be exceptions to the rule, like, oh, I can't take tonight off because X, Y, Z are in watching the show. They've travelled here, there and everywhere. And you put pressure on yourself. But, you know, you kind of have to know your voice. If you're off more than five days in a row, do you have to get a sick note from the doctor? (laughs) Because that's how it works for us. (laughs) (laughs) It's even one day. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I don't even know. I don't even know how it works. Okay, this is a... um, I don't know whether to ask this question or not, but there's internet rumours that occasionally that top note in Defying Gravity for oh, some no. performers is on tape as click. Is that true or false? <gasps> wow. Absolutely false. Yeah. 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 I yes. knew it would be. I knew Never. Be. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, well, I think one, that would be a nightmare to even try and time to play that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, quick, what would we play it too early? I mean, that would be a logistical nightmare. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Never. To be honest, I've heard that rumour before, but only once. Mm. So is it you? Are you spreading it? <laughs> 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 it is. No, it, it, I think it originated from when Marty McCutcheon was on. And I think she was singing to click for a... I think it was, was it My Fair Lady she was in? And there was a, there was a big note in that that she couldn't get to. But or? see, like, this is the thing. I think it often comes from the fact that there there's just that thing where audiences sometimes come in and watch somebody sing those notes and they just, they can't yeah. physically it's believe so that un- someone can yeah. sing that note. <laughs> so, you know, audiences walk away that night and they just go, I can't believe that. And then, you know, rumours yeah. start to sort of mm-hmm. circulate from that. But it is, I think it's one of those things where it's just sort of like... <laughs> you know come and watch the show and then then tell me that that was on yeah. click you know? I, I just want to say I was never in doubt ah. <laughs> sure. Good. I mean I'm pretty sure there was a rumour at one point that like I was miming at Big Night of Musicals and I was like no <laughs> 
Absolutely not. No, thank you. Yeah. I would hate, I would hate to mime. Like when I worked on a cruise ship once, um, basically if they lose signal sometimes, they have to play, they call it a sick track. And I used to get so annoyed because, well, I was actually, basically I think when I recorded my sick track, I was a little bit hungover. So, So, yeah, and I I hated it because I hate, like, miming is just Mm. kind of eliminates the point of what, we do yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll save yeah. all that for top of the pops live. from the 80s because <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one of the things that I was going to sort of ask you about myself was you know you're talking about the prep where you've got um, you know you're prepping your voice and things like that but obviously with this role there's a little bit more prep uh, included that's not just your voice it's also the fact that mm. you are green uh, <laughs> so like I kind of just wanted to sort of dig into that as like obviously there must be a time slot that you know, you're probably in the building a little bit earlier than some of your some of your fellow actors. But also, and this is just comes from me because I know whenever I do anything physical, I start to sweat quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so how on earth do you not become less green <laughs> halfway through the show? Yeah. Streaky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been streaky. Don't believe me. <laughs> no. um, when I first started, because obviously it's getting into your body, um, my hands in particular would end up being like on everybody else and not on me <laughs> so anytime I touched Glinda's hand or any costume or anything the green would just transfer onto them because obviously I was clammy yeah um so yeah but then I think you you kind of build it a bit and then your body gets used to it and you maybe sweat less and there's always like the makeup team kind of I mean they're the people that you see most during the show is is the makeup the wigs mm. and the dresser because you don't, you're not really backstage with the ensemble a lot. So they're they're your team, they're your people, and um, so they're always kind of there to touch you up. Like if you've got to blow your nose, then you've got to get, get the brush on your nose again, <laughs> um, and little bits. And after you've done some some snogging, they uh, have to touch that up again. <laughs> um, well, you're and... snogging the people that do the wigs. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, more. You know, I've been told off about that. I just keep snogging people. Um, it's just a really so, close yeah. team. <laughs> just we just really like each other. So. Um, but I mean, I don't know about tour for timing getting into the theatre, but yeah, you do have to be in there a little bit early, but not massively. I think it's like half an hour. Yeah. They just know exactly where to place the green now at this point. Yeah. Oh, they're pros. They're always amazing. So yeah, it's a good team. And when you're doing a matinee and doing an evening performance, do you just leave it all on? Do you just chill in the green or what? Chill in the green? No, very rarely. Very rarely. Because actually there's... I mean, you should you should know this, guys, because there's a significant difference between the Act Two makeup and the Act One makeup. Oh. So it's very hard to tone down the Act Two back to the Act One because ah. um, mm-hmm. it gets like smokier and heavier for the second half. Ah. And obviously, like if you're feeling sweaty and gross, you kind of don't really want to sit. Don't in that. Stay there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and you, you know, don't really want to eat your, eat your Nando's. Pop, yeah, like, pop to the shops covered in face. green face paint or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely leave with it in my ears and my hair, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, hopefully your bed sheets aren't face. riddled with green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're going to try and not give too much away in case there's anybody out there who hasn't seen Wicked, which is bizarre if you haven't, but oh well. Defying Gravity, amazing. And it involves some height. Um, do you ever get freaked out or scared by being up so high? Only when the lights are on. Okay, because you can so, see how high it is, maybe. You can, yeah, you can see everything. Um, but no other than that, it's, it's such an epic feeling. It's amazing. It's weird doing it out of context. Right. Yeah. You know? In the rehearsal room, <laughs> um, it's a bit more strange. 
<laughs> yeah, so like if you're rehearsing without the lighting and stuff, it's a bit like, <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's. I mean, up there in the moment, it's always super cool. You just <laughs> feel like, yeah, absolutely. And it's so magical. And because actually you can see into the audience, well, the Apollo, once you're up there, you can see a bit more. And like, so you can see if anybody's taking pictures or. Yeah, yeah. I, was about, yeah. I was about to say that. Unfortunate side, which no doubt happens a lot. Don't but do it. <laughs> it just feels. I mean, I remember the feeling from when I saw Wicked for the first time with Dina Menzel, and I was just sobbing at this yeah. point yeah. because it was just so epic. So I try and cling on to that feeling when I'm up there as well. One of the things that we talk about quite a lot for for touring performances and also, you know, I mean, Wicked is one of the longest running shows in the West End now, the 12th longest running West End production, making it different every night uh, for you guys, I guess is, you know, no, no one show is the same, but it's also having to get across the emotion of these songs because you look through the soundtrack and you've got some really, you know, emotional songs. As Long As You're Mine, for example, I'm Not That Girl. All of these are really emotional songs that I guess you have to put those emotions through yourself every night. Yeah, but that's the beauty of the job. And also, like, the last thing you want is for it to become relentless or like you don't mm. want to be going to work thinking oh I've got to do this again mm. so you've got to find ways to kind of keep it fresh and have connections with people on stage and just really like throw yourself into it otherwise it'd get boring for the audience and for you and that's the last thing anybody wants favourite song to sing oh <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't prepared I for that I one. love No Good Deed I well that's the difficult I've been asked this question before and I love them all mm. I love No Good Deed because I feel like it's just like ugh it's just literally the the end of it all had enough just so powerful mm. but I also really love For Good because I love the connection mm. and that one on one time with Glinda because I think that's really special <laughs> <laughs> I'm weeping just Wait, I was, I was about it. to say we already got crying going on so I guess you know the, the, this show has legacy I guess we could say it's got a massive amount it's influenced you you know you've got memories of seeing it for the first time and hearing those songs etc and and you know Wicked is soon to be a two-part Universal Pictures film so mm. are you excited to see the film and how Elphaba is portrayed I am so excited for the film I'm so excited to see what they've done with it I've got like friends that are working on it have worked on it which is just so exciting to know that people you know are working on these cool yeah. things um yeah, I just hope they do it justice because it's such a special show. It means so much to so many people. I really believe they will. And I think Cynthia Revo is going to be incredible because I think she is, isn't she? Yeah. 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 I saw her in The Colour Purple um, years ago when I was... She's Phenomenal. incredible. So, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be such a beautiful spectacle. I can't imagine it, it'll be the same. Like, there's yeah. got... And then there's different costume designs and different bits and bobs. But I think that's it's going to be epic. I how, how and why they're making it into two parts, just personally, but... Money. Well, money. yes, money. Or, <laughs> or just so they can get every single bit in, you know? All that. You don't want it to end up like Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince where they cut out half the book. No, you mean The Hobbit, which was... <laughs> oh, no, we've got, we've got into this <laughs> now, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> we digress, we digress. Let's get back on track. If someone was going to play you in a film, who would you cast to play you? <laughs> I know that's a bit of a weird one, but I, 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 I'm just interested. I'm intrigued. I have panic answered this question before at an interview and I was like oh I don't know Jodie Comer but I don't know I honestly maybe Jodie Comer that would be cool <laughs> my life's just not that interesting it would I'm be more sure about like 
the adventures of me and my dog or something like that. <laughs> I'd watch that film. <laughs> but my dog would have wholesome. to be played by my dog. Yeah, that's so, a- <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't really be, it just feels like going on tour, I guess, together. Do you go on tour with well, your dog? Oh, well, I've never toured before. Um, but oh. he, he'll probably come to some of it with me. Because I was about so. to say, in Bristol, you know, we, we love dogs. dogs. Yes. <laughs> we, oh, we, yeah. will, well, love dogs. we love dogs. Do you know what? Like, I know that for a fact that I can take him to my digs in Bristol, so um, <gasps> I will probably I'm bring him. into your dressing room. He is, <laughs> <laughs> he, is the, <laughs> he is the best. He's so, like, cute, and he sings along with me. So. Oh, my God. Aww. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> what kind of dog yeah. is he? Well, he's a Chinese crested powder puff. And it was actually a Chinese crested powder puff that just won like the ugliest dog competition. Um, but he's not ugly. And also, the dog that won the competition is just cute. It's just like a bit <laughs> frazzled. Um, but yeah, no, he's not. He's like a fluffy little Chinese crested powder puff and he's just the best. I love he's him so already. Cute. We look forward to meeting him. Yep. <laughs> he's called Colin, which does have a connection to Wicked, but I can't really like something to do with like one of the magical pieces is called Colin oh, in town. Um, okay. and so it's kind of connected to that which is oh, now I need to know exactly all about this <laughs> please <laughs> tell me please tell me well I can, I can tell you but not not now no, 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 no. when fair we stop enough. recording fair enough anyway I'll get us back on track because otherwise we'll just talk about dogs forever <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> this is something we like to ask nearly everyone we have on just because um, we have a lot of listeners who want to get into the industry so if you had one tip for anyone looking to get into the theatre industry what would it be and why it's such a difficult one because it's a difficult industry you have to really want it because Mm. it could be it's so easy I know a lot of people that you know are so talented have trained and then have actually just retrained in other things because the industry is so hard Um, because it's not just about your talent it's you've got to fit in the jigsaw puzzle of like the casting process and it's just really difficult so you have to really want it and you have to just really I guess know yourself and if you do really want it, not give up. Because I had so many times where I thought, right, I'm going to retrain and do something else mm-hmm. because it's just too hard. And then something comes along or you sing at a concert and you just find, and you just think, no, I can't because it's the best. It's, it's what I want. It's what I've worked for. So you just have to keep going and keep loving it because if you don't love it, there's just no point doing it. <laughs> but also find a really good in-between job because I don't really have one and it's been really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was, I've not found, because I, I mean, honestly, like, I really don't think I'm good at anything else. So it's really hard to find an in-between job that's flexible enough to allow you to do auditions and bits and bobs that Dog walker? You know. Like dogs? Yeah. Well, Outside. yeah, but now a lot of people want you to have, like, qualifications yeah. and stuff to be a dog walker. Yeah. Yeah, especially in London. Like, oh, so, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's difficult. Yeah. But, yeah, just work hard. Be true to yourself. Be nice. Like, I, that's whenever I get asked, especially at, like, colleges, be a nice person. Be people want to work with yeah. nice be, people. Be a nice be, person. Be nice, yes. <laughs> yeah. We like nice be kind, people. <laughs> but be nice to everybody. You should never, ever, like have a reason to not be nice to people you're working with people that work backstage like there's never never an excuse to not be nice 100%. we love that unless people are really horrible to you well <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah of course yeah. absolutely yeah. <laughs> just cast a spell on them in which case turn them into a scarecrow no spoilers uh, right that is it thank you so much Laura a fantastic insights into the best musical in the world ever uh, which is called <laughs> Wicked and it's coming to the Bristol Hippodrome from Tuesday the 23rd of January until Sunday the 25th of February in 2024. Laura, do you get any like staff tickets at all that you might be able to share? <laughs> or? 
Look at you trying. You're at probably coming to press night. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, mate, we can't wait to see you in Bristol along with your puppy. Uh, but for now, Laura Pick, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much. I can't wait for Bristol. No, we can't wait either. I know, I know, I'm so excited. And now I've, I've got even more reason because there's a dog. I know. <laughs> yeah, so should we talk about tickets now? Or? <laughs> I can't believe you you actually tried. Uh, well, you know, if you don't try, you don't get it. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Access Creative College, as ever. Uh, fantastic facilities. The mustard chairs. The, the sort of rouge carpet. We're expanding rouge. on the colours. That you've, you've always talked about the mustard chairs. Yeah. Now we've got the rouge flooring, which I actually really like. Yeah, sound, they've got the sound buffing. And, I'm just going to say, there is a drum kit behind us. And are you going to play us out? I d- I d- maybe on the maybe on the final one of the oh, series. The final one you're play us out. There's also a keyboard over there. I can actually. <laughs> you I actually can, can play. You're now, you're, we're now promising things to the listeners. Now. Here we I go. Assume you can play because you're moving a piano later. That's so. right. And you you like doing karaoke. <laughs> That's it. And I will be and I will be instantly <laughs> leaving be as door. I will be running out the door. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, there's not enough wine slash no wine in this room. So I'm afraid there will be no karaoke. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe to have further episodes of the Hip Hop downloaded straight to your device. But from me, Kyle, JC, and Will, the producer behind the glass and the Hip Hop, it's goodbye for now. Bye-bye. Bye bye.